I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Business owners often feel like they're on their own journey, but sharing your journey with others may be more important than you think. I was not a good accountant. I made up for my lack of uh, being good at it by being really passionate about what I did and, and really letting people see that I was really enjoying what I did. The world of entrepreneurialism is lonely, it's brutal, it's tough, it's a roller coaster with amazing highs, but my gosh, some really low points that just make you think, what the hell? I'm going to create stories that will help, hopefully help other people try and crack this very difficult nut, which is the world of being a business owner. This week, I talked to John Maffioli, founder of Click.co.uk, an online magazine which celebrates incredible business leaders to inspire people to drive change and achieve success. John started his journey as an accountant and had a unique ability to win new revenue from brand new relationships. In this episode, John shares tangible tips he has learned from years of interviewing successful entrepreneurs on how to get your business to the next level. John, welcome to Beyond the Balance Sheet. I am so pleased to have you join us for Series 2 because you've worked quite closely with us here at Raffinders over the years to help our partners drive positive change in the business. But that only really scratches the surface in explaining what it is that you do. So to kick off, I'd love to hear your elevator pitch. So who you are, what you do, why do you do it? Okay, so, well, it's lovely to be... um... Lovely to be talking to you as well, you know. I was just thinking, when's the last time we actually met for a face-to-face? I can't, I, I can't remember. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's been a while. I know, and I think it's going to be a while longer. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Ashley. So, elevator pitch. Oh, gosh, that's a, that's, that's a difficult start, isn't it? I created an online magazine that celebrates business leaders, that's corporate leaders, entrepreneurial leaders. We all know what it means to be a leader, but it's essentially meeting these incredible people, interviewing them and using the inspirational thoughts that we get from these guys in the content to really inspire the people that come to our platform and read these interviews. And it's been the most amazing experience of my life doing these interviews with such incredible people. What that has essentially enabled us to become is a, a, a content business that we we create a lot of content for a lot of clients, but also you know, we like to work with clients across a whole range of, of projects from from culture to, to creating online platforms to, to, to a whole range of things, really. But I think for us, the real crux of it, you know, we're so proud of the fact we've got over 50,000 uniques that now come to our platform. It really is creating inspirational content that hopefully makes an impact, makes a difference to the people that read it. And they just feel inspired and feeling good about themselves and good about life and feeling that they've got a great way to 
to change something in their business life or personal life, however small or however big that is. When you speak, it sounds like obviously potentially you were a journalist or you were something like that, right? And you decided to start your own online publication, but you actually started your business journey as an accountant, yet you're now the co-founder of Click. So the online magazine exists, as you just said, to inspire its readers to kind of drive change and achieve success. But can you talk me through your journey from the very beginning, from that kind of accountancy role that you started in and how you got to where you are now? Yeah. Okay. How long have you got? Right. Okay. So I started life as an accountant and I trained in the big four, had a, had a great, had a, had a really enjoyable, um, really enjoyable time. The, the, the best thing for me, even though I was, you know, technically I wasn't particularly good. I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't good, but I loved the interaction that the, the job gave to, to meet with some really interesting people in the businesses, asking them about the future of where the business is going. And as a result of that, I had a really fun few years working as an auditor. And, you know, I naturally always found myself wanting, want, wanting to do the, the kind of the P&L side of the business as opposed to doing the really technical side, naturally. Um, and that always led to really commercial conversations. You really got an insight into what the business was trying to achieve, the journey they were on, what they were trying to achieve as a a management team. And I just loved it. I found it so interesting. For me, the real, the real change came probably about five or six years in into my job, whereby I was given the opportunity to go into business development. And that was because I had a, a really awesome boss who, you know, really showed an interest in my career. He could see that there's elements that I loved of what I did, but that also wanted to maybe have a bit of a change, a bit of a challenge. And so it was, it was Andy that said, look, why don't you, um, why do you do business development? Why don't you use your knowledge to try and open up doors to, to the firm? And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And, and that basically gave me an opportunity to, to finally become really good at something. I was not a good accountant. You know, I, I made up for my lack of, uh, being good at it by being really passionate about what I did and, and really letting people see that I was really enjoying what I did. And if I couldn't find the answer, I always went and found them a really good person who did know the answer. So I found ways to, to get around that. But um, business development was for, for great. In the final year, I was involved with uh, an entrepreneurial program, met loads of entrepreneurs, and then decided to take the the biggest leap by leaving leaving my job there. I'd just become a director and, you know, loving life. And I just thought, you know what, if I carry on doing this much longer, I'll get so used to a good salary that I probably won't make the jump. I'm no way going to go into the the years, the wilderness, as I call it, the first three or four years of some of the huge mistakes I made. And at times I just thought, what the hell have I done? But what I will say is the the real starting point for me creating this was raising money from some people uh, that we just didn't, we didn't really get on. It was a big mistake. We decided to to go our separate ways. I therefore wanted to very much do the honourable thing, having spent pretty much all the money, was to say, look, tell you what, I'm going to give you all the money back. I plunged myself into a humongous, humongous amount of personal debt to pay them back. But I felt it was the the right thing to do because you could just see that this was going to end up not being particularly good for any of us. And that is when things really became extremely painful, extremely hard, saddled with debt, a business uh, that was failing, get rid of people. We had a ridiculously swanky office on Charlotte Street. I mean, all the stupid mistakes that people um, that people talk about, I did. And that was really driven, actually, by ego. You know, wanting to have a great office, wanting to be able to say I had a, 
uh, a big team. Anyway, the world came crashing down. And what got me through that was talking to entrepreneurs and telling them the predicament I was in and realizing that actually a lot of people have been through a lot worse and what defines them and what has enabled them to become successful is the ability to take the hit on the chin and get through it. And that for me was when meeting entrepreneurs, getting getting inspiration, motivation from them and realizing, do you know what, I can overcome this. That was the kind of the start of thinking, right, I'm going to create a platform and I'm going to interview people. And like they help me, I'm going to create stories that will hopefully help other people try and crack this very difficult nut, which is the world of being a business owner. A really inspiring journey because I think it is through kind of times of of struggle and through your own mistakes that you figure out what needs to be done. And I think when you kind of realise that all of these entrepreneurs that you've reached out to have been through something similar and were able to inspire you to get through it, you spotted a gap in the market, which was there's nothing like that out there. I think most of the time entrepreneurs that spot those problems are because those problems have affected them directly. Click, obviously, it celebrates the successes of all of the industry-leading entrepreneurs. And you've got the likes of Roger Wade, who's the founder and CEO of Box Park, which is super cool, and you've interviewed him. And then you've got Josephine Fairley, co-founder of Green and Blacks, which is huge. Jenny Campbell, entrepreneur in Dragon's Den. So you've got a lot of big names and really cool entrepreneurs that your platform has interviewed. But why do you think it's so important that entrepreneurs do have that inspiration and that platform that they can go to? The answer for me would be, well, selfishly, it every interaction I have with an entrepreneur is just, I leave, I leave it buzzing. I leave every single interview looking at things differently, feeling better about myself, feeling better about business. So it's almost become my, um, my drug because you just, that, that feeling of being so inspired by, by meeting these people is, is just great. The reason why I think it's important is because what I've never really appreciated about so many entrepreneurs, so many business owners, is just how brutal in the vast majority of cases their journey has been. I think those that haven't had really difficult journeys are very lucky and some have just, you know, they've come up with a great idea, they've got a great team together, they've executed it, they've dominated the market and and life is is a bed of roses. But actually, I'd never really realised that that really is the exception. And the vast majority of people who come up with interesting ideas, great ideas, and, and want to, to follow that, that dream have a very interesting story to tell, which is full of lots of ups and lots of pain crippling downs. And so I think it's really important to almost celebrate these people and let the world see how awesome they are. And, you know, I'm saying the word celebration a lot, but it, but it really is to put them almost on a, on a pedestal, on a platform that, that says, look, look, look what they've done. Isn't this incredible? You know, join with me in, in, in sharing that. But I also think it's, it's so important because there are a lot of people that haven't achieved success yet. They are still right in the trenches, fighting away. They uh, are dealing with so many problems, not sleeping at night. And I think people like that need something to, they need the hope, they need to hold on to the fact that there are many people that have been exactly through what they're going through. If you stick at it, and you work hard, then fingers, you know, f- fingers crossed, or the chances are that, you know, you, you're going to make it. And, and for me, that's why it's so important, because the, the world 
of being a business owner, the world of entrepreneurialism is lonely, it's brutal, it's tough, it's a roller coaster with amazing highs, but my gosh, some really, yeah, my to swear, yeah, some, some really, really shit low points that just make you think, what the hell, why the hell did I, did I do this? So yeah. actually that, 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 that for me is why it's so important. It's to, it's to celebrate these people on a, on, on a platform and, and ultimately it's to inspire other people who might be going through, you know, difficult patches themselves and hopefully uh, come out, uh, you know, the other end. Obviously you mentioned that you started as an accountant and we're a firm of accountants, right? And we also were probably having very similar conversations with our clients that you were having when you were an accountant and how you kind of realised you had this real passion for speaking to entrepreneurs and digging deep into their businesses. And through doing that, we wanted to launch this podcast, be on the balance sheet to do exactly that was to celebrate the successes of entrepreneurs, but also to get entrepreneurs to talk about the mistakes they've made and to help people that are starting out, you know, to learn from them and to try and avoid making the same exact ones. So I completely understand that. And for our listeners, you should definitely head over to click.co.uk because it's exactly the kind of content if you're listening to be on the balance sheet then the sort of stories you're listening here it's it's that and through meeting all of these amazing entrepreneurs and professionals you must have learned a lot so forgetting just about empathizing with them and having these amazing conversations you must have some insights you could share with us right now that our listeners going through all different stages you know we've got listeners who are just starting a side hustle and they're thinking about leaving their job, their full-time employment. As you said, they might be getting to that point of a really good salary that they're thinking, oh God, if I get that, I'm going to be comfortable. And then we've got listeners who are just starting out in the world of business. And my God, are they going through some shit times trying to scale and trying to grow and achieve what they want to achieve. We've got people that can't secure investment. We've got people in all different stages. So what insights do you have that you can share with us, John? You know, you said like you must have learned so much it every single interview I do so let me think that that the key the key ones that I would probably like to focus on would be first of all a lot is spoken about passion I think is one of the most powerful currencies anyone can have if people can see that you're truly you're truly living what you're doing and you live it and breathe it and it drives you every single day then then there's something that is going to help you win people over and, and, and even if people are a little bit, uh, you know, they can't, can't quite work out, you know, okay, what is that person actually 100% doing? I'm, I'm not sure, but um, I'm sure that will become clearer. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because their energy is just, you know, whoosh, it's, it knocks you between, between the eyes. So, you know, it's very cliched. You've got to be really into what you're doing because, as I said, it's going to be tough and there's going to be times when by that's the only thing you have got to keep you going. I have never been so poor when I got into the problem with having to then take huge amounts of debt. Uh, and that was, that was a really stressful point, a uh, point in my life. It's horrible. Without wanting to go too much into it, you know, they talk, people talk about it felt like the walls were closing in. One night I actually had a full-on panic attack because I thought the walls were closing in on me. It's it horrible. Yeah. Uh, and, and that leads me to, I think, therefore, the strength. There is a, a unifying ingredient about the people I meet, and that is they're tough. They can take... They can roll with the punches, they can take the hits, and they are so determined for that passion to, 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 to create that end goal, that dream, mm-hmm. that they're going to make it happen. A lot is said about, you know, yeah, start a business as long as you know how tough it's going to be, that you're going to have some pretty, uh, pr- pretty horrible moments. I think strength, 
Passion and strength is, is, is the first thing that I can just see in abundance from these, these superhero people. Your story is so important and your ability to communicate that and, and get people on the same journeys with you and, you know, get the blood flowing and excite people and, and show you that somehow, big or small, you're changing the world. So that comes down to why you do what you do. And I happened to look on your website too, Ashley, and I uh, thought it was very, very cool when I read in terms of, I think it was on your about, about us page when you said, you're excited by truly making an impact in the lives of our people and our clients. Now, that is not the usual corporate guff that I would read on a professional services website. And I thought that was really interesting that you guys have straight away gone with that really impactful soul. You know, you're, you're talking with soul. It's real. It's authentic. Yeah. But yeah, so people are interested in your why, in your story and, and why you do what you do. So that for me is the, mo- the most important. And then confidence. I was having butterflies before doing this. I don't, you know, I love interviewing people, but I don't like being interviewed myself. You know, the, the first thing I think, actually, is why would anyone want to interview me? That's all about imposter syndrome, then, isn't it? That's another horrible thing that I think every single entrepreneur I, I interview says exactly the same thing. They cannot believe. They, I, bear in mind, we've interviewed a real mixed bag, all of them with the most inc- incredible stories, and all of them don't feel like they belong being interviewed on a podcast about successful entrepreneurs. Confidence is definitely a huge thing. I completely agree. And I'd, but I'd love to know what kind of led you to the conclusion that that was one of the key, key well, insights. Well, I, I, I think that um, one thing I've learned to do, I will not be able to listen to this back. I don't want to listen to my voice. I don't want to hear, you know, I don't want to hear what I, I listen to. It and go, oh, gosh, why did I say that? Oh, no. What? <laughs> one thing that I think is so important is you have got to learn how to fake confidence. When it's just you representing your brand, uh, when you start, you, you've got you've to make people see that you believe in what you're talking about. Now, there is a massive difference between you believing it and then you having the confidence to, to really go out and look people between the eyes and tell them exactly what you're going to do. And a lot of people, that latter one is really difficult to do because you're crippled with self-doubt. You don't think you belong in, in the world that you're operating, uh, you're operating in. I think you have to learn to fake it and you have to learn how to exude confidence because eventually what happens is you start believing that you are confident. What I'm saying is they exude confidence and therefore I'm determined that I'm going to exude it myself. And if I'm not an actually confident person, I'm going to learn to, to, to own it and fake it. I think that makes quite a lot of sense. We interviewed for this series, Stephanie Sword Williams, who's the founder of a platform called Fuck Being Humble. She was saying that when she first started the business, she would introduce herself and then when it came to saying the name of her platform or the name of her company, she would like kind of whisper the swear word. Like she felt really awkward about saying it out loud and was really uncomfortable about it. And she said it kind of got to a point where the more confident she became in the platform and what she was trying to do, the more it just rolled off the tongue, right? And she could just say it with confidence no matter whether she was on the news, on TV, or whether she was being interviewed for podcast. She just was comfortable but I do think the best of us are always pretending to be a lot more comfortable. I know I've come off these podcast interviews pretty much every time and I'm like, that question was awful. I do think, I do think it's, it's something that is definitely a really important trait to have. And everybody, including you, you exude confidence and you might not realise it, but you do, which I think is a really inspiring trait for people that are trying to learn from you and learn from your stories. It's not a case of you, you do it, you fake it until you believe it. <laughs> You do it until you, until you believe that actually you're doing a good job at faking it. I think that I think that's the crux of it. I don't think you ever want to go. Do you know what? I'm confident that I'm. No. Really good. It, it, it's you just you know you, you get that. Belief. So we've got confidence. We've got strength. 
Yeah, got so passion, strength, and and soul. Yeah, and soul. Your stories. Your story has got to mean something. It's got to be so authentic and. And I think to really get people's attention, it's really got to articulate in a very compelling way. Again, it's almost cliche saying there has been a lot said about this, but why you do what you do. Yeah. Because the ability to do that is how you, you create something that's emotive and means something. Next thing, right, culture. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's um, again, this is the buzzword, isn't it, at the moment? If you speak to many people, many organisations, you would be led to believe that everyone has a fantastic culture. And the thing is, you can really tell when, a, when an organisation, when an entrepreneur, when a business owner, when a managing director, whatever, has created a, a, an amazing culture. Because I, I, I believe it has a tangibility. You can, you can feel it. You can taste it when you go through the door. You can see people are happy. You can see they respect each other. You can see they're enjoying being with each other. You can see that everybody is unified by some purpose. That means that you've got a another cliched word but I think it is so important you've got a family live and die by the same the same values and that is just a people first strategy is just essential now for for, for, for helping businesses to truly scale and I'm not going to say the name of the person because uh, I haven't actually published their article yet but I interviewed an entrepreneur who's all over the press at the moment one of the, one of the or I think it is now the fastest growing company in the UK and honestly Ashley it sent tingles down my spine the way this entrepreneur said that what drives them and what unites everyone in their organisation is an obsession with kindness. In today's world, to have that as one of your driving values, I just think that is just special. A, a group of people that just everything you do has got to be, are you doing it in a kind way, in a way that has a very good positive bearing on the customer the stakeholder, the supplier, whoever you're dealing with. And I think that, I think that was amazing. And, and as a result of that, I think that, you know, organisations that truly, truly do believe in creating a, an incredible culture are just streets ahead of everyone else, where their values mean something. That's something I noticed on your website as well, some of the great values you've got. For example, the one I, one I wanted, wanted to pick out, which I really like, well, two actually really like, always make time and dare to be bold. What, what do they mean to you, Ashley? I mean, for me... Always make time is essentially that old saying of kind of an open door policy, except that it's for literally everybody. So, so many places, even companies I've worked for in the past, you know, you can email somebody on your team that need a bit of help and it's, oh, I'm too busy for you at the moment. And you, you know, when you're starting out in your kind of first job role, you can feel like you're not important and that your time isn't valued. And I think it's a really important value to always make time for everybody, whether that be your clients or your customers, or whether that's your team and the people that kind of fuel the fire behind your business. I think it's about basically saying that you're always important to me and that there's nothing, there's nothing in this world that would be, except I think you should always put yourself first and your, you know, your family first above anything else in, in this life. But I do think outside of kind of that, you should really have an open door policy to everyone, which is if you need me, I will be on the other end of the phone, which ultimately comes from respect, right? Because if you respect somebody, you've always got time for them. I think people can respect higher levels and not have that same respect for junior members of staff. So it's something we're really trying to kind of enhance. And that's, that's, that's interesting what you just said in terms of when you're recruiting people, it's your setting expectation. Is it this is the kind of person you've got to be or this is the kind of person you've got to become or this is just what is expected of you or is it a bit of both really? Or... I, I, I think values are in somebody, right? And I think if when you make your hiring, when you make your hires, you're already looking at 
do they exude the values that we've already got and that we live and breathe? That should come first. People can develop values, but ultimately, if you have to learn how to make time for other people and that isn't already in you as a person, then that type of person isn't necessarily right for us. They'll be right for other companies, which is closed-door policy, book an appointment, which is absolutely fine if that's the way that other companies work. But for us, they're the sort of values that I think are important to have in you already. Dare to be bold is a really big one for me because obviously you'll know in any kind of creative or marketing or any of that kind of thing, your entire job is to make bold decisions and to think differently and to do things that are outside of the norm and challenge stereotypes, that kind of stuff. I mean, I work, I'm a marketing manager for an accountancy firm, right? Which is, you know, seen as male, stale, pale, and challenging that stereotype is something that I'm absolutely driven by. I think, I think dare to be bold means different things for different people. Bold is definitely something different for everybody. But I think it's something that is really important that you have in whatever space you've got. So I've got a couple more. What would be the two, the two, uh, the two others? Focus. Yeah. I think as you, as more opportunities start to, to come your way and you go from the survive to the, the kind of thrive part, I think you can get very distracted by opportunities that you can just start chasing willy-nilly mint. So the, one of the favourite things that I was told by an interview by a very, very awesome, very successful entrepreneur was have a not-to-do, have a not-to-do list. And that, for me, you know, when you went into the context of what he was saying, go into that market, do that, do that, do that. So many meetings can become just distracted the fact that you're not staying focused to the yeah, actual yeah. point that you should be focusing on. And it's almost like addressing that and saying, right, on today's meeting, this is not on the list. We've spoken about this. We know we've put it, you know, on the back burner for six months. It is not to be brought up. That for me was a game changer in terms of really, um, really getting the mind focused and just focusing on the one, two, three or four things that you that you need to do to make yeah. sure that the next month, two, three, four, five year, you know, is well spent. So there's the, there's the power of the not to do list, which, uh, which, which I think is great. And then you mentioned right at the beginning investment. And, you know, I love asking, uh, especially the... The, the boys and the girls who have done, you know, considerable raises, you know, what, what advice, what advice do you have for this? And always, always amazed by some of the great tips that we get from this. And I do really do urge people to go and um, have a look on the website on, on this point, because, you know, there is a lot of money out there, but there is an absolute knack in terms of how you really land those investors. But one that really uh, comes to mind is, you know, get your list of investors, get your list of people that you, you know, you'd love to be able to have a conversation with and ideally you would love to have as invest in your business and pitch to them towards the end. Throughout every single pitch, you will learn how to say it better. You will learn how to answer certain questions that come back to you in a much better way. And, and I just thought that was a genius. I never really thought of that. Pick, pick, pick your list. Make sure you go to, to, to the best ones t- towards the end. But this in itself is a podcast in itself. That for me, that for me is the key one. There are, load, there are loads more. The one I'd like to really finish on is I really am so inspired a lot that the people that I interview are such nice people. I don't know if it's just me, but, you know, if you'd have said 
entrepreneur to me many, many years ago, I would have, before I met so many, I would have thought, cocky, that is a million miles, a million miles away from the actual reality of the situation. I think these people are deeply humble by the fact that they have gone through such difficult experiences themselves into getting to where they have done. And I think that comes across. And I think the respect with which they talk to myself and you see them interacting with other, other people when they talk at events or whatever, but generally real, nice people have earned the riches and the success they've had. And yes, if you look it up in the face, you go, oh, wow, you know, they're driving, living in a big house and driving a, a gorgeous car and, oh, you know, they're a million miles from me. But no, they are very nice, grounded people who, who are very grateful, very grateful for what they have, have worked jolly hard to get it, and I think are really keen to help the next generation of entrepreneurs coming through. That, that, that's the thing that I always think is just so touching is that people are very happy to give interviews because they're very happy to help and share, share ideas, share tips and help people like they have been helped by people themselves as they, as they were moving, in, moving up in the world. So really lovely people, just so nice and the kind of people that you just love to sit in a beer garden with and, and hear their story again and again and again is what makes this so enjoyable. So... What would you say is your business superpower? What is it that you do that nobody else does? Okay, so I would say our superpower. If you look at our content, you will see how beautifully written it is. And one of the things that makes me so happy is the reaction we get when we show people the articles that we've written and the feedback that we get and just such lovely comments like, oh my gosh, you've nailed it. Oh, that is just... So so our superpower is beautiful, beautifully written features that that really do show in all their glory the amazing people that we have just been kindly given the time to interview. So yeah, writing prowess, that's our superpower. And as you know, this podcast is called Beyond the Balance Sheet, which is all about proving that financial metrics aren't the only measures of success. So outside of profit and those kind of metrics, what does success actually mean to you personally? I would love to be able to be I really do mean this, Ashley. I would love to be one of those people that can say they see all the beautiful things in life. But but for me, having been through what I had, especially when I really got in trouble with the business, that six-figure debt that I had to take, that was that was only cleared on the first second of Jan 2018 for me. So that's why personally, the thing that drives me is I this has got to be a huge success because because it's still very raw of how I, how I felt. But that's personal to yeah. me. I think in terms of wider, what I really want this to do is, you know, knowing that there will be people on different parts of the, the roller coaster, is if they feel, coming to the website and reading the articles, that whatever their big nemesis right now is, they're going to have the, you know, they're going to be able to get over it. Yeah. And they're going to be able to get past this and and and, and, and take a couple of knocks and, and still get on the other side. That's the thing that I want, but... If the question is to me personally, I've got, I've got to make it, Ashley. I don't have a choice. Thank you for being bold and getting in your answer. Well, you, you've, got to, you've got to be real, right? What's next for your business? So really excited by the fact that we're actually creating, creating a brand new brand. So we're taking... We, we, Click is going to be a little bit more focused on more corporate organisations and the content is going, to, is, is going to be put into a brand new brand called FEBE, which is Phoebe which stands for Four Entrepreneurs by Entrepreneurs. This has been a big dream. It's been years trying to get the .com, which we now have, uh, our trademark in the UK, the US. 
And it's going to be uh, taking it a little bit to another level with what we're doing with Click. Our big tag is celebrating Britain's greatest founders. And very soon it will be uh, celebrating the world's greatest founders. So, okay. you know, creating a platform that you just, it interviews the who's who of the of the entrepreneurial world. And this this lovely chap who mentioned the obsession with kindness was also to stop being so British about everything, so self-deprecating, be more American in the terms of be more bolder with your statements. Yeah. We're going to be bigger than Forbes. That is that is our goal. That is our mission. When you hear the word Phoebe, it is the platform that you have been waiting to get that call to, 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 be, uh, to be interviewed and featured on. That is the name of the game we're playing here, which is why we wanted the .com and to get all the trademarks. So can't wait for that just to really take it to another level in terms of the, the things we've been doing. Wow. What an amazing episode full of tips that you can take and implement in your business straight away. I think the key learnings are that if you have passion for what you do, strength to get you through, confidence to express your passion, a clear purpose fueled by soul, and a solid not-to-do list to keep you on track and focused, then you will achieve your goals. Stay tuned for my chat with business advisor and accountant, Lee Nanning, where we discuss the key learnings from this episode and see if we can implement any of the tips into Raffinger's company culture. If you liked this episode, go and have a listen to the rest of the series in series one. We are Raffinger's and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at Raffinger's. Alternatively, you can check out our website www.raffinger's.co.uk. I have been your host, Ashley Bloom, and this has been Beyond the Balance Sheet. Thanks for listening and we'll have another episode for you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.